Long Island's future is our business. The Long Island Association is the region's leading nonprofit and nonpartisan business organization since 1926 and amplifies the voice of the business community. I'm Matt Cohen, the President and CEO, and your host. Let's talk about issues that impact our economy. Welcome back to Long Island's Future with Matt Cohen. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the first podcast, the first podcast in LIA history. We've only been around 96 years, and now we're doing something historic. So uh, pretty neat, pretty cool. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any feedback, let me know. If you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, and so if you're still listening, that's a good sign, though. So here we are in our second episode of Long Island's Future with me, Matt Cohen. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about an issue that's so critical to our economy, so critical to Long Island, and that's small businesses. As most of us may know, small businesses are really the lifeblood of our economy. They're the backbone of our economy on Long Island. Approximately 90% of all businesses on Long Island are small businesses. It's about 100,000 businesses. They make our neighborhoods and downtowns vibrant and thriving. They create jobs and a sense of community. You know, it could be your brother, your mother, your neighbor. They own a small business there or they work at a small business. They're at the hardware store down on downtown Northport or they're in Port Washington running a stationery store. These are all the people we know. Um, And so it's why it's so important that we're supporting them and, and, and do what we can to help their small businesses thrive. Because let's be honest. They've been throwing every curveball imaginable in the last couple of years. You know, the pandemic wreaked havoc on all of us, but small businesses really got the brunt of it. Think about it. They had shutdowns. They had to become mask police and enforce mask and vaccine mandates to protect our public safety. Supply chain issues, hiring challenges now. Now they're dealing with inflationary pressures. They had to uh, muddle through Delta and Omicron variants and who knows if the next wave, if and when the next wave comes and energy costs. They've also had other challenges like cybersecurity with Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. And now they're dealing with sky high fuel costs. Fuel costs affect Every business, every person in our country and on our, in our region. I mean, just think about it. The cost to ship goods to consumers, to receive raw materials for products, and for farmers who need to need diesel fuel to tend to their crops. This all goes into the cost of doing business, and they have no choice but to increase prices if they want to turn a profit. It really touches every industry. So put yourself in the shoes of a small business CEO. Imagine running your operations with this much uncertainty, trying to turn a profit, having to change your operations to adapt to this new way of life. And you know, a lot of businesses didn't make it through the pandemic. Too many businesses didn't make it through the pandemic. That's why at the LIA, we were fighting like heck to make sure that the federal government, the state government, local government provided money, grants, resources, tools, uh, help to small businesses. So the ones that could that did keep their doors open um, are going to be able to, to bounce back. They are resilient. That's what we saw from the pandemic. Small businesses are very resilient, but they're still recovering and we want to see them grow and expand on Long Island. Startups fuel innovation and the growth of minority women and veteran-owned small businesses contributes to the rich diversity and therefore the economic success of our region. Because remember, the more we're doing to support and prop up and help MWBE businesses, right, minority women, veteran-owned businesses, that is an economic imperative. It's not just the right thing to do. It's an economic imperative. And, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. It's good for our region to have this happening here and doing more of it. And, you know, at the time of this record, at the time we're recording this now, the state budget is set to pass this week. And um, it does include some vital support for small businesses, some vital tax relief. So, we, of course, we support that. 
And we have a lot of available resources to small businesses at the LIA as well, whether it's networking and advocacy. We have events throughout the year where we can, where we have leaders in government, uh, private sector, et cetera, that speak to our small businesses. Uh, it's a great networking opportunity, great learning opportunity. And uh, we encourage you to look at our website, follow us on social media and come down, come to a meeting. And if you're not a member, reach out to us, come to the first meeting for free. Just see what we're all about and see what we like to see what we could do to help your business uh, thrive. We also have other tools like SCORE mentorship programs. You know, there's the small business development centers on Long Island, entrepreneurship assistance centers, business incubators, Ascend Long Island, and your chambers of commerce. Sure, the Long Island Association is essentially the Chamber of Commerce for the region, but most communities on Long Island have their own community chamber of commerce. And it's so important to have a network of your peers in your community where you can support each other, learn from each other, and grow together. And so today, I'm so happy to have this to have this next guest today, Phil Andrews, who runs the Long Island African American Chamber of Commerce. He's an LA board member. He also happens to be a great guy. Uh, love having him on the board. Love having his perspective, his opinions, and he runs a pretty big chamber. Like I said, the entire Long Island African American Chamber of Commerce. It's a lot of businesses. He runs it. We're working together now to promote his members and to get them more involved with the LIA and to help them be successful. So with that, Phil, why don't you tell us a little bit about your organization? Thank you, Matt. Thank you for such kind words. Uh, the Long Island Af African American Chamber of Commerce was established in 2010. And one of the initial things that we did was we took the original geographic of Long Island. You know, Queens, Long Island and parts of Brooklyn was uh, once part of Long Island. And then we went further. We said, you know what? We don't want to disturb Long Island. We want to work with the existing resources, great organizations like the LIA. And since the founding of the Chamber of Commerce in 2019, we was the uh, 2019 Small Business Champion for New York District Office, which is all of downstate. And it was such a big accomplishment. They sent a presidential appointment to the SBA, Steve Bulger, to uh, have a private reception for us. But we are excited about Long Island and what the LIA is doing in conjunction with uh, other organizations to make. LIA is a great organization itself, and we're very happy and excited to, to be a part of it. That's awesome, Phil. We're happy and excited to be a part uh, partner with you as well. You know, how are your members doing? You know, they had to navigate through the pandemic just like all of us. How are they doing? Um, what can we do to be helpful to them? Well, I think um, we've learned a lot from the, um, the pandemic. What we learned is that don't wait till you need capital to learn how to access capital. Don't wait to emergency to learn about the SBA programs, uh, the SBDCs, the entrepreneurial system program. And many years ago, you know, we had uh, Sandy and those same services had to be accessed through the government. So what we're doing is um, really thinking about letting the community know the, uh, the complete source of a uh, suite of programs that the government has and different agencies and even the work we want to um, put the Long Island Association as a big front uh, too, because that's a part of what we need is to work with the larger corporations, the larger, more established business organizations. So we actually are excited. There's been a lot of good things. We did a quarter of a million dollars in PPV loans, and um, that's just the beginning. 
Wow, that's great, Phil. And, you know, I, you know, we're talking about small businesses. We're talking about the African-American Chamber of Commerce. You know, as uh, Phil and I have been working with our great vice president of government affairs and communications, Stacey Sykes, on a couple of very exciting things that uh, I'm going to ask you to stay tuned to, to hear more about. But we're working on this really awesome small business program that's going to be available to our small business members. We're doing it with Phil and his folks at the chamber. We're doing it with Luis Vasquez and his folks at the Long Island Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, another LIA board member, and we're working with Chambers of Commerce throughout Long Island, Nassau and Suffolk counties on that program. And like I said, stay tuned. And we're also working on doing some really important, significant things uh, on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, small businesses, again, like I said, it's not just uh, the right thing to do. It's an economic imperative. And Phil, thank you for working with us on that. I know those two issues are important. You know, Small businesses and DEI are important to you as well. And like I said, stay tuned, uh, the audience that's listening, to, to hear more. Phil, I want to ask you one more question. You're part of the Community Navigators Grant with the U.S. Black Chambers of Commerce. Can you please tell us about that? Well, the Long Island African-American Chamber of Commerce is a participating organization in the Community Navigator Program, pilot program, and it's funded in part through the U.S. Black Chamber Grant with the U.S. Small Business Administration. It really has uh, evolved around uh, the, this, the inequities and getting to uh, communities that were hard to get to with the resources. But it also, as you know, as a federal program, we uh, we accept anybody that comes for help that meet the criteria that want to get help through the program. Uh, so we are, what we're doing is uh, we're actually doing everything. I mean, youth A to Z, uh, social media marketing, human resources. It could be a video that we need to replay. It could bring in them uh, the, the, the different agencies like the IRS, how to, uh, you know, do their taxes. It's like the complete suite. And what's unique about it is that we have to report. We have to have uh, intense reporting around everything and counseling, you know, because as you know, a lot of businesses that come to you, they may not be ready. But I tell them, would not be? you may not be ready overnight, but over time. So preparation is very important because down the line, you meet Nady Capital. So we're very excited. We think this is going to be a, a game changer for the region, really uh, getting the businesses to spend some time getting the training and resources that they need to take their businesses to the next level. You are the man, Phil. That is so awesome. Uh, I'm so happy to hear it. Really, I don't think there's been one conversation that we've had where you haven't given me at least two or three incredible ideas. Uh, it's just wonderful working with you, man. I really appreciate you being on our podcast, being our guest today. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing more things together, man. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. I want to thank uh, Phil for joining us today in our second episode of our podcast. I should also mention that he's uh, vice chair of our newly created Offshore Wind Committee uh, that's connecting some of the big offshore wind developers with small businesses, a lot, often small businesses, uh, for in the supply chain of the offshore wind industry. So it's really great. Uh, we're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're going to be joined by Louis Vasquez, president of the Long Island Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. This podcast was produced by the EGC Group, Long Island's largest full-service marketing agency. Conveniently located in Melville, we offer strategic marketing and branding programs designed to grow your business from strategy to creative. Our results-driven services include digital marketing, traditional and online media buying, public relations, social media, content creation, and web development. Our clients include local businesses and national Fortune 100 companies. The EGC Content Studio, our in-house production facility, 
may be used to produce your social media videos, podcasts, and more. We're ready to be your trusted marketing partner. Visit egcgroup.com or call us to learn more and get a free digital audit. Just mention code LIFUTURE. The EGC Group, marketing and branding Long Island's best companies since 1985. We're so excited to have with us today Louis Vasquez, president of the Long Island Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and a member of the Long Island Association Board of Directors and also one heck of a guy and a good friend. Louis, tell us a little bit about your organization and its members. Thank you, Matt, and thank you to the LA for inviting me today. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and honored. Yeah, well, the Long Island Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we've been around for about 30 years, believe it or not. Some people don't even know we're around, I mean, with our communities. But we've been around and to advocating for Latino businesses, small businesses, and how to open up businesses, how to continue to expand the businesses, and how to uh, mainstream with corporate America here in Long Island. Great. It's a great organization. You're doing a great job running it, and we're happy to be partners, the Long Island Association and the Long Island Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Louis, how have small businesses on Long Island navigated this crisis? Well, what we did is basically the, we had to get creative, and with organizations like yourself, the LIA, Long Island Vision, and many of the other locals, and then what we did was try to make sure that we connected the dots. How do you connect the dots? Make sure you say, you know, this is a pandemic that nobody knew about. So it was very surprising to everyone. So we were all, you know, very confused. But the idea was to try to speak, you know, work with government, local businesses, local organizations, hospitals, healthcare, and and, and let the community know what was happening. That's the only way we were able to navigate it. And we did very well because of the people in Long Island and our people and our neighbors. So I think that was a very difficult time, but I think a lot of good came out of that. Thanks, Louis. Keep up the great work. You're doing a heck of a job for the small business community here on Long Island, and particularly the the Hispanic small business community. Look forward to partnering with you, and we'll have you again on soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thank you for the invite, and thank you for including our communities, because I know that's very important. And uh, as we've spoken earlier, I am very proud that you are the head of the LIA, and your heart is in the right place. We love you. Let's keep on working together, and God bless all of us. Great. Thank you so much, Louis. You know, Louis is the vice chair of our small and mid-sized business committee, uh, another resource, another place where small businesses and mid-sized businesses can talk, uh, network, see what resources are out there for them. Uh, it's chaired by Ernie Canadeo, president of the EGC Group, which produces this pod- podcast. Thank you, Ernie, for that and your team, who's been incredible, uh, Rich and Courtney and the entire team. Uh, Catherine Heveside is the other co-chair from Epic Five. She does a wonderful job as well. And with Louis as vice chair, is Chrysler Quick of the finance department. Uh, all small business people, all part of the LIA, and all doing what they can to make our economy go. So with that, I'm signing off. That was episode two in the books. Stay tuned for episode three. Uh, thank you for listening to Long Island's Future with Matt Cohen. And thank you for listening to what we need to do together to help the business community. <laughs>